everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, May 1st, 2016. There goes my plans for making a sage soap right out the window. Since December, I've had this beautiful, salty, watery fragrance blended up to represent the tragedy that was this woman's life. And make no mistake, the tale of Sage was a tragedy. This woman was a tragic figure from beginning to end. From the moment she walked into that church and unveiled herself, she she revealed to us that she was Adam's caretaker. I mean, the woman sacrificed so much of her own life caring for this older woman, going through the process of masking Adam to be Gabriel to save the old old woman, the pain, the fact that she, in that moment, lost the love of her life, Gabriel, and ended up in this loveless, lie-filled marriage with Adam to try to keep the secret. The one spot of happiness in this woman's entire existence was finding love with Nick. A love with Nick that was whole and that was reciprocal and that was expressed by having this child that she didn't even know that she could have. Then going through more tragedy, having to lose that child, lose her sense of self, lose parts of her sanity, almost lose the marriage that meant everything to her, and being reunited with her child finally for all of 30 minutes before dying on the side of the road, dripping blood, holding that child in her arms. <sighs> Welcome to YNR. Oh, you guys, I, I would like to start out just by first acknowledging the power of Kelly Sullivan. Uh, the actress did a phenomenal job this week. We can debate so much else about the show and about the story, but you've got to give it up for Kelly Sullivan. She was incredible for, just from her facial expressions to her vocal expressions. I mean, she she brought it all week. And, and, and really, I think since the loss of her child, we've seen this upward incline in the quality of of the acting from her. I mean, I really felt like I had connected in with the Sage character pretty early. I felt like I understood her story. I understood who she was. And just especially since the miscarriage, I feel like she stepped it up to the, the actress stepped it up to a level that was just out of this world. I did a little bit of research, of course, after finding out that the character had died to try to find out, uh, you know, what happened with her. Is is the actress, uh, did, did she have a contract that was up? Did YNR fire her? Did she want to just work on other projects? And I really didn't find any kind of definitive answer, but I certainly just want to make sure to say that I'm 
wishing all the the best for that actress. I hope she goes on, assuming that she's off the show and doesn't come back and there's no mystery back from the dead storyline. I am wishing her so much like luck and success in her career because I think she's just absolutely phenomenal. The shock of the fans is in full force this week. I think a lot of people didn't necessarily like Sage and connect with her in the beginning, but I think you guys started to feel the way I just described, where it's like little by little, all of a sudden, Sage is knocking your socks off and you just get her, and now all of a sudden, she is gone. It's so hard. It is so hard to accept. It's so hard to remain positive, especially when it's such a dark story. And then the character died, someone who we liked, died in such a dark way. Um, I I will say I was tipped off that this was going to happen. So I did have a little bit of of, of pre-warning and I was able to prepare myself before watching the Thursday and Friday's episode. So I think I've had some time to let it sink in. So I'm not, I don't think I'm as enraged as I would be if I hadn't, uh, accidentally found out. I I couldn't help. I mean, you know, I don't like spoilers. I prefer no spoilers, but when the the comments came in, they were just rolling in by Thursday, Friday, and I just, I I figured it out. (laughs) It was, which it's okay. It's okay. Um, But I'm glad that you guys like had a, a place to put all of your reactions because it was just absolutely shocking. But I think that because I had a little bit of a heads up, I think there's part of me that is just trying to work toward accepting it even though as much as I like the character and I like the actress this is kind of like the circle of life when it comes to soap operas there's a part of me that says no YNR shouldn't have killed this character I want to see her more and I do I really do but then there's also a part of me that's like well shoot I I mean if if she wasn't a really great actress and a really compelling character we it wouldn't have been so compelling uh, that that she died. So I mean, I kind of get you know both sides. I'm trying to be a little bit balanced here, uh, but I am of course going to leave that all up to you. That's this week's YRChat.com poll question: Did YNR make the right move in killing off Sage? I think that's that's the um, the discourse that's going on right now. I'm hearing just from most people, uh, just more kind of upset that that she that she is being killed off. But I think um, it certainly did. Get Give us some drama. It gave us an incredible plot twist. So I'll leave it up to you to vote in that poll. And of course, to sound off if you want to go to YRChat.com and tell me, do you think that YNR made the right move killing off this character? Um, gosh, we are left with an inevitable mess now um, that I, I really, I, I honestly, I didn't see it coming until the comments started rolling in toward the end of the week. I didn't know that the paternity was, I didn't know Sharon was going to figure out the paternity. I didn't know then Sage was going to, and I certainly did not predict on Monday that, that Sage would be dead on the side of the road by Friday. Um, but I don't, I don't think the story is over yet. There's still a lot left to be revealed. Um, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 
I'm not sure. I just think there are still so many um, possibilities for how the truth is going to come out. I don't know if YNR is going to drag it out um, about the paternity because so it seems right now the truth about Christian died with Sage on the side of the road. And there is certainly a possibility that YNR will drag this puppy out into infinity, but I think there are a lot of other factors here. I think Patty is a really important factor here. Uh, I, I really still am sticking with the theory that we talked about last week that maybe Nurse Stevens was the one who killed uh, Dr. Anderson. I mean, she obviously had an attack of conscience throughout the course of the week. It was Nurse Stevens who ultimately told Sage the truth uh, and gave this haunting apology about what she did to her. So I'm still kind of wondering if Nurse Stevens is going to come out with with more confession. I wonder if that's going to lead into a, a reprieve with, with Patty, maybe bringing her out of uh, the criminal part of the institution and maybe allowing her uh, to relax and talk a little bit more. She did tell Sharon the um, the first important piece of information that Sharon needed to know, you know, you, you, you don't, you, you, you weren't pregnant. You weren't pregnant. And Sharon confessed even later in, in the week, uh, that she sort of knew subconsciously. And it was maybe what Patty said that helped pull some of those memories out of her subconscious. I mean, it was just incredible, 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 incredible to watch Kelly Sullivan, to watch Sharon Case. Sharon gave uh, just a moving performance throughout the week, even just just right in her face. Sharon just knew. She just knew. I thought maybe this was going to keep dragging out, but Sharon really, really quickly figured out from talking to Patty and just all of the other memories that she's had that this wasn't really her child. And she went through this process of wondering if she should pursue it, if it was in anybody's best interest to pursue it. But then she went right for that hair sample. She went right for that DNA test. And I was totally proud of her in that moment. She knows that it's a secret that could blow up her entire world, and yet she pursued it. At the same time, uh, Sage had just overheard Sharon talking about uh, talking with Mariah about the miscarriage that she had had, which is a huge red flag to Sage, particularly since and as soon as Sharon started to figure out, she was backtracking on the whole let's find out what's up with Nurse Stevens thing. So it was a big red flag to Sage. So she goes back to Nurse Stevens, gets the total confession, just as Sharon is receiving the DNA results and trying to split town. And here we see the beginning of the rise, the, the brief, brief rise of Sage and the devolution of Sharon. I mean, I, I, I was... I was disappointed in Sharon for doing the right thing with the DNA test, followed immediately by, let's just get out of town, uh, which I think was the wrong reaction to have, although... I can understand a little bit that maybe it was just her, you know, fight or flight instinct kicking in and she was choosing flight. I think that uh, it was maybe just an initial initial reaction. Um, I think that Sharon, uh, even though she confessed to knowing in her subconscious that Sully wasn't her son, I think that Sharon did believe and feel like a mother and she was fully invested. And so I think she just 
her reaction was all about trying to protect the child that she believed was hers. But at the same time, Sage is realizing that that's all a lie, that Sharon is lying. And Sage comes over to the house and there's this beautiful, beautiful moment where Sage is holding her son in her arms for the very first time, knowing that it's him, looking at him in the eyes. It absolutely broke my heart. And then the confrontation begins. The big boom of the week. I mean, I I, I will say, Sage, she didn't have to die because the confrontation between Sage and Sharon would have been good enough for me for the week. If that was all that would have happened, I would have been completely satisfied. I would have come Come on to YNR chat and I would have just yak yak yaked about how good that was because the fact that Sage is accusing Sharon. I mean, she, and I will say Sage was being hard on Sharon. You are a cold hearted, backstabbing, lying monster. I mean, really laying in to Sharon. And I don't think Sage would have done that if she didn't know that Sharon had lied about the miscarriage and that Sharon was starting to backpedal a little bit, but she really dug into her, and Sharon fought back a little bit and presented her side of the situation, which to me was completely understandable. Sharon felt like Sully's mother, and she wasn't ready to jump on the let's tell everyone bandwagon that Sage was, and it, it makes sense. It makes sense for both women, really. Sage wants to take Sully, uh, sorry, take Christian home to his real father, in quotes, to, to Nick. She wants to begin to live the life that she was robbed for those five months. And Sharon is saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're not the only one whose life is changing here. This is going to end up being a real good news story for you, Sage. But for me and Dylan, this is a loss of our child. So can you give me a little bit of pity, a little bit of humanity here and allow me an opportunity to talk with my husband? And Sage was really pushing in the opposite direction. But I really felt like um, I, I felt like. Sharon was so understandable in that moment, and it's so representative of how things do tend to go for Sharon. Sharon's never entirely wrong or entirely vicious. I don't think Sharon is someone who does things to hurt other people. There's a reason behind her actions, including this one. And then it just turns. Then all of a sudden, the wrong things start entering into her mind, and it just goes all bad. Because I'm telling you, Sage... Sharon grabs the baby, knowing that Sage isn't just going to rip him out of her arms. And Sage says, all right, all right, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to go tell Nick. And she gets in the car. She leaves. Sharon, I think, just makes the horrible decision of deciding to put Sully in the back of the car, drive real fast down the road, and try to catch up with Sage, which is unbelievably bad. It's a terrible decision. I honestly thought at first, that Sharon had had 
Sully Christian in the car because she was going to try to split town. I am just all over the place looking for the unraveling once again of Sharon, but she was actually just trying to follow Sage. Think she's going to go flash her lights at her and stop her. And Sage it has just had her mind blown. She's trying to call Nick, trying to call someone, and she drops her phone on the floor. I, I, I they they have headset laws around here you can't you're not supposed to just be talking on your phone your cell phone like that sage she drops her phone on the floor and she bends down takes her eyes off the road to try to get the phone there's a car accident which i don't necessarily perceive personally as being sharon's fault i don't i guess it was just sort of a a crashing of of worlds uh, literally i think maybe sharon uh caused some flashing lights or something that may may have just i don't i don't know i don't think it i don't think the accident was Sharon's fault. Uh, Sage took her eyes off the road. She goes over the railing and is thrown from the car. She is completely, like, bloody and dying. <sighs> Sharon gets out of the car, gives, like, Sage a blanket and everything, and Sage immediately, it was, that this was, the, it was so hard. It was so hard to watch. Um, Sage immediately begins asking for her son, and Sharon wants to 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 give it to her because there's just this like horrifying understanding that Sage is dying here. I think Sage knew it was almost like this um look came over her face, a more testament to the power of Kelly Sullivan. Uh, but this look came over her face of just I'm gonna die, and acceptance. And I just want to hold my son. I want to tell him that he's going to grow up to be a good, good, strong man like his father. I just want to hold him. I just want to see him. That's all I've wanted since I lost my son. And Sharon just maybe knows too and complies. And she's just like bloody and holding her son for the last time on the side of the road. It was just absolutely gruesome. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if, you know, when it comes to the question of did Weiner have to do this? No, no, they didn't. Um, and I would have preferred that they didn't. But I, I, I can't deny that it was a, it was shocking. It was something that obviously is getting us all geared up and ready to chat about it. Um, it was, it was hard to watch. I mean, Sharon takes the baby away and I mean or no Sage has the baby kind of on her chest and she you know kisses him and kind of probably says a goodbye and then she just wrings her neck over and it's just she's just gone and Sharon reaches up and takes like her hand over her eyes to close her eyelids oh oh it was it was it was horrific it it, it, it was tough to watch I know daytime is just it shouldn't necessarily be that dark. That's always kind of been my position, and it was pretty darn dark. Um, oh my goodness, the cops arrive, uh, and or, you know Dylan and Paul arrive and declare her dead on the scene. And the thing that just keeps ringing in my ears is what Sage said to Sharon right before she held the baby. The last really thing that Sage said to Sharon was promise me you'll tell Nick. And Sharon found a way of skirting that. 
Sharon was like, nah, let's not think about that right now. Uh, let's move on to, you know, I'll just give you your, your child. And, and it was never resolved. It was never answered because Sharon is probably not going to tell Nick. She's probably not going to do this. I think Sharon is going to justify it as having more harm than good. Immediately after Sage dies, the lies already begin. Paul questions her, asks her if she saw anything that might be able to help them figure out what happened with the crash, and she lies. She says, no, I got here uh, after the wreck happened. I just happened to stop. I didn't see anything. Lies. So I think that that's what we can expect from Sharon. And this is the thing that just it kills me and bugs me about Sharon because Sharon's position was so entirely understandable. Everything that it wasn't Sharon's fault that this whole thing happened to her. And as she was explaining how drugged up she was, and I mean, you know, in the context of the show and uh, the other, you know, throwing away other realities of a woman realizing that she didn't give birth, I think that, you know, Sharon had a position that was very understandable and pretty much, you know, aside from lying about the miscarriage, mostly innocent in the whole thing of the baby switch. I mean, Sharon was most certainly a victim in this too. And and then until she starts to lie, that's what that's, you know, I guess that's where I get angry. Um, I feel more angry about that somehow almost than than Sage being killed. It's like Sharon is always used as this crazy character and and it just it just drives me nuts. She she didn't have a reason to lie. I think, well, I mean, I guess she did have a reason to lie. She has all the reason in the world to lie. But I guess I would just like to see Sharon tell the truth and do the right thing. But I don't think she's going to. That's the that's the other question. I would make that the poll question for the week. Is Sharon going to tell Nick or anybody else? Uh, but I just, I, I don't know if it's going to be revealed over the course of this next week because I... I Everything's moving so fast. I mean, May sweeps. We all know May sweeps is coming. It's May 1st. They didn't even wait for May to give us May sweeps. So there's a part of me that's wondering if the rest of the secret is going to come out within the next week or two. I kind of think so. There's a part of me that believes Wyoner's not going to drag it out too far. But the but the other thing is, I don't think that Sharon is going to tell the truth on her own. I don't think Sharon is going to tell the truth until she gets caught. And that's the flaw in the character. That's the flaw in her character. If she just told the truth up front, it would be understand. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that Nick would understand. I don't know that anybody would understand. Sharon is in deep you-know-what. She tells the truth to Nick. It blows up his whole world. She looks guilty as sin. She has to give away the child. And she has to tell Dylan that he's not the father. I think that a lot of what Sharon's motivation was, um, it, you know, in, in the what, one day after finding out the DNA test results, was to save Dylan. Dylan has already been through thinking that a child was his and realizing that it was not. So I think Sharon is trying so hard to save her husband 
husband from this kind of pain. And if she tells the truth, it's pain for Nick, it's pain for her, it's pain for Dylan. The tr- the keeping it quiet seems like it's going to be the path of least resistance for her, but you know it is not going to work that way. We have so many other X factors. As I said before, I think we have the Patty factor. We have the Nurse Stevens factor. We also have this mystery phone call that Sage made, apparently, before before she died, because they Paul Paul's kind of investigating this, and he ends up telling, shoot, and it was in the previews of Friday's show. I can't remember if he told Dylan or who he was talking to, but apparently um, uh, Nick was not her, Sage's last phone call. Apparently she was trying to call someone else. And it's interesting. I've seen, uh, I've seen a few uh, speculations that maybe Sage was actually trying to call Adam. Um, But I'm not sure about that. I'm trying to put myself into Sage's frame of mind. And I don't know that Adam would have been a phone call that she would have been making. We know she called Nick, but I guess there must have been some other call. Um, And and the, the, the only person I can think that would have made sense for Sage to be calling would be Dylan. I think that Sage was filled with rage. I think she wanted the truth to come out. She would have walked out of that house with that baby uh, before she left if she could have. She would have had she would have had the baby in the backseat of the car and taken it home to Nick if she would have had her way. Sage sees Sharon as the final obstacle to her being with with her son, and I can see Sage wanting to get a little bit of revenge and make sure that truth comes out ASAP before Sharon has a chance to cover it up. The way to do that would be to call Dylan. If Dylan was on Sage's call list right before she died, and Sharon is at the house acting real cagey, which she's not going to be able to cover up. Sharon's not going to be able to cover up the fact that she feels guilty that she was, for some reason, at the scene of this accident with the child in the back of the car. Dylan's going to pry. I just have this feeling, especially given the fact that Dylan's trying to figure out what happened with Patty. I think Dylan is probably the the most significant central person probably to figure out the secret. I don't think it's going to be Nick. I don't think it's going to be Adam. I think Dylan is going to be the one to realize that his wife is lying. Well, how'd I do? I was a, a little nervous, you know, how am I even going to talk about this? Because it's it was just so, the whole week was so quick, it was so shocking, it was so big, and I've, I have I put a lot of pressure on myself, too, thinking like, what am I even going to say about this? Because it's just, it's almost like I don't know what to say. Um, it's, it, it's just incredibly... Shocking! I would have been perfectly happy for Sage to stay on the show. Uh, I, I really was kind of an early Sage fan, and I'm definitely bummed about it. There's just, you know, shoot, it's like people come and people go. I should have known when they uh, hired the the woman who is playing uh, Dr. Gates, because it seems like YNR always hires when they're getting rid of somebody else. You know, they've got to free up the, the money to hire the 
a new person. I'm sure that they're on a budget. So I, um, I guess I should I should have guessed. And I had heard rumblings that somebody was going to die. Um, I, I certainly wish it, it it wouldn't have been Sage, but it 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 did. It was a. It gave us some drama, no doubt about it. Uh, I really still thought that Nikki was going to play a role in busting out Sharon. Maybe she still will. I was very surprised, also, that Nikki is out of the house now. I thought that the Nikki staying with Dylan and Sharon was going to be something that lasted a little bit longer, and Nikki just packed up her bags and went back to the main house. I guess that was just a one week. Long thing, um, and maybe she's maybe she's still well. You never know. Maybe Nikki will get up and in, in Sharon's face and and figure out the fact that she's lying. Um, gosh, I wish that that wasn't happening to Sharon. I, I I I wish that she weren't in this position, and I wish that she wouldn't lie. But I think she's going to. Um, gosh. Uh, <laughs> speaking of things that I wish characters wouldn't do, I feel grossed out by the fact that Nikki went to B- Victor begging for forgiveness this week. It it is an and she's an endless uh, an endless wallowing. I, I can't believe it. I mean, she goes to Victor and literally says to him, "Our lives are falling apart. We're miserable without you. You were right about everything." Are you really going to give him that satisfaction and then to realize that that's exactly what he wanted to hear, but it's not enough. Nothing is going to be enough. I think Victor wants revenge on his family at this point. I I cannot believe that Victor didn't really care about the fact that Nikki had been in a car accident. He, he didn't, you know, how can he sit in his cell and dream about their anniversary and then not care that Nikki had been in a car accident, that Abby lost her baby? It's he's so unredeemable sometimes and most of the time frankly you know Nikki's pouring her heart out to him and he just tells her he wants her voting proxy or he wants her to give her voting proxy to somebody else on the board and then he's meeting with Nick doesn't really care about anything he's going through just wants like sales figures or something from him and then he's he got Abby to sell him the rights to her voting and her voting block on the Newman board and then he just so happens to be in Dr. Gates's office grabs the phone is that even possible he just he just grabs the phone in her office to make an outgoing call and uh, all of a sudden back at Newman office Victoria is finding out that Brash and Sassy has gone up for sale uh, the board just voted to sell it and oh yeah just at the very same time that's happening Billy is telling Jack, give me $10 million as my severance pay for the fact that you fired me or I'm going to sell my stake in Jabot. And he probably would sell it to Victor. So Jack gives him the money. And what do you know? Billy is the new owner of Brash and Sassy. And he cannot wait to rub it in Victoria's face. He walks right into her office and says, I just bought a a company and I'm feeling Brash and Sassy about it. Oh, she was not happy. I do love seeing Victoria with a little bit of egg on her face, though. Just the the look on her face as she realized that the company she built from the ground up 
is all of a sudden being taken away from her. It was a little bit beautiful, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and to realize that Victor was behind it, he orchestrated the whole thing, got the board to sell it, because as Nick put it, he Victor found a way to hurt you, Victoria, without hurting the company. And for some magic reason, Victor has decided in his mind that Nick is the one that's going to save his company. He's just going down the line. He wanted Adam to be the chosen one, and now Adam doesn't want to do it, so Nick's the chosen one. I, I just don't even, I can't imagine what he's thinking. I can't imagine what Victor is thinking. Uh, but maybe things are going to be on the upswing for Victoria. She's so upset about the fact that Brash and Sassy was sold that she decides to go to a bar, a uh, dingy bar out of the way so no one can see her tears. Uh, and she runs in uh, to a bar owner who just so happens to be sexy and seems to take an interest in her and seems to look like a dead ringer for Billy. Well, a dead ringer for for uh, the last couple Billies, that is, I guess I should say. It's like they cast new Billy to look nothing like the old Billies, and then they brought on a new guy to look like the old Billies and be a love interest for Victoria. I wish they'd just bring JT back or something for her. That'd be fun. I don't know why they don't do that. Uh, it's hard to talk about anything but Sage, but I gotta I gotta comment on the, the other stuff uh, for the week, and we'll get back to Sage in the end, by the way. Uh, I've got lots of comments from you guys, but uh, I I also really do like in the jail cell. I, I, the one thing I really like about prison is the fact that we're able to see Ian Ward. I love the little moments between he and Victor. They do play off of each other really well. Team Newman plus Ward is what Ian is pushing for. He wants them to be comrades in finding out who Dr. Gates is. What uh, if you know? Can she be helpful to us in getting out of here, Ian? wax Victor in his wound to get him sent to the infirmary and it all kind of starts to unfold. We all, we're, we're able to get a little bit more information about Dr. Gates and who she is and she reveals quite a bit about her father. She obviously has a chip on her shoulder about her father which we got a hint about last week and she basically called Victor a complete son of a bitch <laughs> just like her father saying and stuff like well men like you and uh and um I guess the she had a brother and the father who had, she had a brother with a drug problem and the father thought that he was gonna teach the brother a lesson by letting him stay in jail and I guess he died there which is you know almost very similar to what uh Victor's family did to him and it kind of makes sense as to why maybe Dr. Gates is interested in Victor's story because his story was sort of a we're gonna teach you a lesson kind of thing and hopefully Victor doesn't die in jail uh and I don't I don't really know if the story I I, I keep I keep trying to watch Dr. Gates and figure out what her connection is. I mean, we've speculated about the fact that maybe she could be connected to Ian Ward. Maybe she could be a sibling of Victor's. Maybe she is somehow connected to Judge Moxley. There's been a million different theories. Maybe she's no. Maybe she's nobody. Maybe she's not connected to anybody. Maybe she's just a doctor in there uh, who's going to be someone that Victor and or Ian can 
can kind of take advantage of to get out because the revelation that for, for me kind of dawned this week was the fact that uh, Victor learned the name of her father it was Russ Gates. And as soon as he gets out of the infirmary, he goes back to Ian Ward and the name rings a bell with Ian. Apparently, Russ Gates is also known as the Gateway, the head of the review board. So I don't know if there's going to be any more long-term connections between Dr. Gates and Victor. There may very well be, uh, but it seems to me that what this is is the very first hints. I mean, the review board for letting people out on parole, for letting people out, to me that seems like the very first hints of, of Victor having his way out of jail. You guys really surprised me with last week's poll. Does Mariah deserve a share of the past key profits? 47% said, sorry, Mariah, you didn't do anything. I'm really, and that was the majority vote. Uh, 44% said yes, and Kevin should be the one to cut her in. 8% said yes, and Natalie should be the one to cut her in. So it seems like the majority of people were like, forget it, Mariah. You didn't do any work. You shouldn't get any of the money. And I'm so shocked by that because I am totally in camp. Kevin is being a jerk. I think Kevin should have given her a cut of the money. He's wheeling around town in a new suit, new car, new sunglasses with his little manicure. And, you know, even if he wasn't going to give her straight up cash, I think he's going about it all wrong. He led Mariah to believe that she was going to get something. Didn't he give her that gift, that little toy car, and sort of like allow her to dream along with him about having the money? That's wrong to lead her on and then to string and then to give her nothing. It's wrong and it's greedy. He, you know, and if he wasn't going to give her straight up, here's a check, he didn't even give her a thank you. He didn't give her a gift, some kind of goodwill gesture. Hey, you know, you weren't, you know, maybe you didn't deserve a, 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 I'm not saying I think Mariah deserved 33% by any means, but no matter what, Kevin is going about it all wrong. He is not being a good friend to her. I think that being a good friend would have at least tried to, he would have at least tried to follow through with some type of gift, with some type of gesture. And instead, he's just like dumping her. Mariah is basically dumped now. Like a, like a girlfriend, like somebody he used and then is just now done with her because he wants to go eat caviar and drink champagne with Natalie. And I think it's disgusting. Mariah confronted Kevin about it this week and said, you know, you all you're doing you're, is casting me aside for your shiny new friend. And I just think that's really horrible. I don't even recognize Kevin at this point. <laughs> I can't believe I'm I'm the only one that is looking at it that way. But but I mean, I'm imagining maybe t the tide has turned a little bit this week after seeing him in his little uh, suit walking around town and just being so mean to her. And um, and, and like she's not even a friend. 
Like, she's not even someone that he knows. Like, he's perceiving her as being a beggar. And I'm not I'm not perceiving her as being a beggar. I'm just perceiving her as wanting him to follow through with what the promise was or what the implication was. It was completely implied between all of them that Mariah was going to get something. <clears throat> and I wouldn't expect Natalie to give it to her, but I would expect Kevin to give it to her. Okay. End of rant. But the thing also that is ridiculous, but also hilarious, is the way Natalie is throwing herself at Kevin now. She is like all over him and she's not even being uh, subtle about it whatsoever. They're having champagne caviar. She tries to get him back. She successfully gets him back up in her room and like is changing into her clothes but she's bumping into everything because she uh, doesn't have her glasses on. You're rich. Can you not just buy it? go get a set of contacts or something? <laughs> something. I mean, she, she's bumbling. Like, she's trying to seduce him and not being very good at it. And he just doesn't seem to know what to do. I'm I, He's, like, thwarting her at every attempt, which I'm taking as, like, him trying to be a gentleman. I don't think he wants to sleep with her while she's been all drunk. So he's being uber considerate of Natalie. Too bad your consideration does not extend over here to Mariah, the person who's been right there next to you through all of this. But that whole scene was rife with innuendo. I mean, she stubs her toe on the on the the, the couch thing, the little sofa, and says, "And oh, how's your toe?" And she's like, "Oh, it's it's swollen and throbbing." And like, and then uh, she fall she he she falls on top of him, drunk, and she she's he says, um, "You're making this kind of hard." And she goes, "Isn't that the point?" I mean, the writing was really really funny and tongue in cheek and. And it was entertaining to watch. Uh, so I'm not like I'm not hating Kevin and, and Natalie together. I do think that they are entertaining. I just Mariah made me so sad. That scene uh, between Michael and Mariah really made me sad because she uh, just expressed how she was feeling. And it was so identifiable and it was so real. And I don't know if you've ever been like dumped by some jerk guy. It was exactly what you would feel like. Uh, I think Mariah just feels used and uh, and also she's mourning the death of their friendship. I mean, as the week progressed, Mariah said, you know, it's I don't care. Forget the money. It's not even about the money. I want to know where my friend went. I want to know why all of a sudden I'm not good enough. And I just really identified with that. And 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 I could just really kind of put on that feeling of abandonment and, and understand where it was coming from. Uh, and I liked the way Michael talked to her too. It was just very sweet. Hey, how about Michael sitting behind the big desk at Newman, by the way? Seems like Michael may or may not get his, uh, his law license revoked, but he had a meeting with Natalie this week um, and he was sitting at Victor's desk making decisions, trying to hire her to come back to Newman or to come back and do whatever maintenance might be necessary on the program, uh, which she denies, by the way. But it was kind of interesting to see Michael there making decisions. Now, here's my prediction. Kevin, 
he is such a little jerk. This is what he does. He puts all of his money. He buys himself a car and a couple of things. And then he puts his, all of his money into some kind of aggressive hedge fund. So basically, he hid the money so that he doesn't have to give Mariah or anybody else a dime, which is just such a jerk move to do. But what I think is, I think he is going to lose every penny of it. I think that the stock's going to crash and whatever they invested it in, he's going to lose everything and he is going to have to go to work at Newman. Michael's going to hire him to work on Passkey or any other kind of computer projects. Maybe Natalie will follow and I'm hoping maybe Michael will hire Mariah to be their boss. Well, that was a little awkward for Summer. She's, uh, you know, she's there with her old boyfriend while the new boyfriend shows up in the room. Uh, uh, so she's like totally in a relationship with Luca now. And Kyle just so happens to come back into town because he heard about Abby's miscarriage. And Kyle knew right away that something was going on between Summer and Luca. It's obvious. But the thing, you know, and they had this goodbye um, I mean, they end up going out to dinner at the athletic club to talk through their relationship and where they are. And it's clear that Kyle still wants to be with Summer, but Summer's trying to move on. But I mean, come on. It's a long distance relationship. I don't think that it's even conceivable that Kyle Abbott is in New York City living his life and he's not been interested in one other woman He's just saving himself for some girl back in Genoa City? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's a long-distance relationship where the two people don't even, like, see each other at all. I'm pretty sure it, the writing was on the wall with that one. But I will say, they had this goodbye and this long, kind of intimate kiss that I thought was more compelling than I was expecting it to be. I and Last week had talked about, meh, who cares, Kyle? He's never on my screen why should I care about him? And then I felt like the actor really brought it and YNR allowed them to have that long moment and they kind of touched heads and um, I don't know, I, th I thought it was very intimate and, and, um, and interesting and it made me feel like it's kind of a shame that YNR didn't develop the character of Kyle Moore. Why didn't they keep him on the show? He certainly could have brought something to the scene. He, ha he has potential. I always thought he was a good character cast for Jack's son. I mean, if I was going to cast somebody as Jack's son, I felt like that was a really uh, good actor to pick. And YNR just kind of brought him on and just played with him for a second and then dropped him. Um, and it just didn't ultimately work out. Uh, <laughs> if they needed to kill somebody, though, I would have most certainly rather they brought Kyle back for one episode to kill him than to kill Sage in such a tragic way. Was anybody else disappointed that Neil totally wussed out and gave in to Hillary's blackmail? I, 
I don't know, I kind of wanted to see Neil stand up and tell Jack that Hillary didn't deserve to have her seat on the board because of what she did to Ashley, and she's becoming this terrible, overbearing biatch, <laughs> and that didn't happen. I kind of wanted to see Neil stand up and then watch Hillary fire back. I kind of wanted to see the whole scandal about the boathouse and everything he did to her rise up to the surface, but Neil just kind of cowarded to to her demand and suggested to Jack that they keep her on board uh, with the foundation. Of course, Neil does turn around and tell Devon the reason why he stood up for Hillary. Uh, Devon, I didn't do it out of the goodness of my heart. I did it because she's blackmailing me, just like she blackmailed everybody else. So, I mean, Devon is fully realizing that, I mean, it's, it's becoming a lost cause. Jack keeps her on the board, so that keeps her satisfied and happy for about a second, but it doesn't take very long before the, the head of the Cobra rears once again. Ashley and Dr. Neville are going over the results uh, from the clinical trials that they are doing on the wonder drug, and unfortunately, there was an incident with one of the patients, and the person almost died. They had to convince Hillary to pull the plug on the trials to just in case, you know, that there's just they're they're rushing it. They need to pull back and make sure that it's safe for people to be taking the drug. It's weird that that would happen now, but um, Hillary doesn't want to do it. This is something that is supposed to, in a very Billy kind of way, uh, make her look good. It's supposed to redeem her in the eyes of society if this wonder drug takes off. She is the face of the trial of the of the drug, and it'll make her kind of redeemed in the public eye. And I mean, Neville and Ashley had to fight hard to get her to change her mind and back out of it. And it wasn't until uh, they made it all about her that she acquiesced. I mean, Ashley told her, you know what? If something goes wrong and somebody dies, you can kiss your credentials goodbye. Everybody's going to look at you and your face and they're going to know that they're going to associate you with a horrible death and a failed project. Is that really what you want? And finally, Hillary says, all right, okay, maybe we'll pull the plug. Then she goes and holds this press conference where she publicly and very blatantly names them and blames them for acting like they didn't want the trial to be stopped. I mean, it's just incredible. I still am loving it, though. I'm not gonna lie. I even though I know she's she's just she's being a bad bad girl. Hillary is a bad girl, and she deserves her smack on the wrist. But I, for some reason, I just still really like it. I like th this actress being catty and being that cat cobra. <laughs> That's a good name for Hillary, the cat cobra. <laughs> oh man, I just think she's really good and. Then, you guys, what was up with that scene at the very end of Friday's show? Hillary sits right down next to Jack who is bemoaning the fact that his brother has just bought Brash and Sassy, and by the way, on a side note, that is so clearly and obviously causing a wedge between him and his wife Jack and Phyllis are like 
done. And Billy seems to be done with Victoria. I mean, everything he did with buying Brash and Sassy was completely about revenge. And Phyllis can't stay away from him. Billy made some comment, too, about taking exactly what you want. Do Get what you want. Just grab it. And I got the feeling that what he was talking about was grabbing Phyllis, scooping her up in his arms, just smooching up on his brother's wife. I mean, Billy wants revenge on Victoria and Jack. Getting Brash and Sassy and Phyllis would be a real good way to do it. And Jack has realizing that his brother is out of the family company, that he's totally done with Victoria and has done this thing to her. And so he's sitting at the bar feeling bad about that when Hillary comes up and starts pumping up his ego, telling him about how great he is being at the head of a family and how hard that must be. And he's done such a good job and really just trying to identify with Jack. And oh my goodness, it was so clear to me in that moment that Devon is probably going to end up dumping her. He's going to be done with her. He's at least going to give her some kind of ultimatum. Even if she gets kicked off the board at the uh, with the clinical trial, she is certainly still on the Newman or, or the Winters Abbott Foundation board. And there's a, a shine. There's a shiny new rich man right there who she could potentially take advantage of. My question to you is, what do you think about a Hillary and Jack affair? Is it going to happen? If it does, are you into it? I gotta admit, even though I do love mixing up the couples, it ain't gonna last. There is no way. Even if Hillary, if Jack loses his mind for a minute and just decides to get involved, he has already got a woman who is trouble. Jack does not need another woman who is T-R-O-U-B-L-E. He needs to stay clear. Jack, I wish I could like sound a horn or something in your ear like, stay far away. But I don't, I don't know. If he loses his mind for a second and decides to go through with it. Uh, I just can't imagine that he would not hate himself in the morning or realize what a total mistake that was. So even as intriguing as a Jack and Hillary makes me raise my eyebrow idea as much as that is, um, I, I, I just can't see that it would have any lasting power. <laughs> but yeah, now that I think about it, Pretty much, maybe it is going to be Hillary and Jack and then Billy and Phyllis and Victoria and the new guy. Maybe. I don't know. Well, speaking of wedges that are being driven into relationships, that Max, I've heard, seen a lot of comments. There's some good ones at YRChat.com uh, this past week about just a lot of people are disgusted with the storyline and Max. And the little actor is doing a really good job, but it is it is so it is also very dark. What's darker, the Max causing Abby to miscarry or Sage's death? That's another good, good question. You tell me which disturbs you more, Sage's death or this little psycho child. The kid is good. Okay. After what he did to Abby last week, he's now turning it around and he's all of a sudden playing the victim role. And he's saying, oh, dad, I think Abby thinks I had something to do with her miscarriage. Why would she think that? I'm a perfect little angel. Oh, man. He is maniacal. And Abby, she's just going through so much grief right now. And I felt so bad 
for her as she was trying to explain to Stitch how much this is weighing on her, how much she's thinking about the child that she lost she didn't even know and love so much, and, 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 and this feeling that something's not right, this feeling that the kid had it out for her, and that she's walked down those stairs a million times. Why would this be any different? And looking at him and feeling like she's got him pegged and that it makes her look crazy to, to, to think that he did it. But she's right. She's completely right. She tries to get uh, Max to confess. She sits down with him and says, you know, it's okay. I understand. You wanted me to miscarry. So what did you, what'd you put on the stairs? You can go ahead and tell me, which I thought was a really good move. I mean, she's really being smart about it. And, and, uh, the, of course, Max runs back to Stitch. You won't believe what she said to me, dad. And then Stitch is flabbergasted that, that Abby would think this about his son. So he takes Max, who doesn't want to go home with Abby, to the the hotel and the wedge. The wedge is just there now. This is the beginning of the end of probably Stitch and Abby's relationship. But what I like about Abby right now is the fact that she's not giving in. She's not letting Stitch or anybody else make her think she's crazy for thinking that Max had something to do with her fall. So she enlists Dylan's help, which, by the way, I thought was such an interesting moment between those two as Dylan is talking to her about losing a child, knowing everything that's going on with Sage and Sharon and that he's also losing a child. I mean, it is dark, YNR. We've lost some kids. <laughs> We've lost some some children this, this week. Well, I guess, well, Christian's still alive, but it's, it is dark. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, but she says... Uh, Dylan, I'm begging you, don't look at this like your Stitch's friend. Look at this like a cop and see if you can help me figure this out. So I'm kind of hoping Dylan or somebody else does go back and really, really take a good look at those security tapes. I'm sure they will. That's got to be the key to all of this because something's got to happen with this kid. They're, they're not just, he's not, he, he's going to get caught. It's going to get figured out uh, that, that he did this and he will be shipped off to military school, I'm sure. Um, uh, but I'm telling you, the way that kid has played everyone so masterfully makes me think maybe he did kill his mother. We're missing cookies, Esther. <laughs> I really, I think I picked that quote from last week because it just sounded like Catherine to me. <laughs> but it wasn't Catherine. It was Ashley. Uh, they were planning Abby's baby shower and uh, they needed cookies for the event. So Ashley is with Esther at the coffee house and, and is scared. I think Max is the one that was freaking out maybe that they didn't have the cookies. But Ashley exclaimed, we're missing cookies, Esther. I thought that was a fun moment. Um, let's see. Let's see. Quite a few people got that one right. I wasn't expecting you to. Robbie, Sharita, uh, let's see, Connor, Sonia, Victoria, Gary, uh, Aaron, Michelle, Sean, Justin, Colleen, Jenna, Sandra, who I think is a new YNR chatter or new to the YR chat site, um, Adam, Candida, 
and Consuela all got it right. You guys are getting too good. <laughs> but I think I picked, a, I picked a good one this week. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> and by the way, I got quite a few. I mean, more than one per person uh, suggested who said it quotes for me over the past week. That's kind of cool. If you guys pluck out lines that you think are significant, feel free to give them to me um, beca because I, some, I don't know them. Like, every, like everybody who suggested a line to me this week, I didn't know it right off the bat because it's just when you take it out of context, it's it's hard to know who, who it was. But that's the trick. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Um, all right. So this week's who said it quote, someone's trying to steal my baby. Who said that? <laughs> if you think you know who said someone's trying to steal my baby, you can go to yrchat.com and leave me your guess. If you get it right, I will, ew, if you get it right and if you leave your comment on the website, I will give you your shout out on the very next YNR chat. And now it's time for the all sage edition of YR Chatter comments. Um, I got just so absolutely many, uh, so many at YRChat.com this week, which made me so happy too. I really like that you guys are chatting about the current week's show while it's going on. So, I mean, I got a bomb of comments all about sage and they were all so fantastic. I thought, let's just <laughs> do an all sage edition of the chatterbox. So let's start out with Connor who left me a voicemail that made me chuckle saying every time somebody's behind the wheel on YNR something bad's gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> you know I was thinking the exact same thing. There's no reason at all for them to do a car scene unless there's gonna be a car wreck or somebody getting hit but I did think it was really well done by the way. I love liked that we saw Sharon's perspective of the road and the windy road and it created even more of a sense of danger. I thought the actual crash site set itself looked really good. The smoke from the car is coming up. You can see the wreckage of Sage's car. Uh, I think it was at least very well done execution wise and, and uh, you know as far as the sets and decorations and production of the show. Uh, it's just too bad. It is too bad. Rest in peace, uh, Sage. I, I feel like we, we hardly got enough of you. You were just getting good. Uh, Anna left me a voicemail that says, I never thought Sharon was going to do the right thing, but I thought that Sage was just going to be in a coma, not dead. I know. I, I, I almost, I wish I wouldn't have been spoiled because I probably, I, I, I really wouldn't have seen it coming. I, I think I would have thought that too, that maybe Sage was not going to remember what happened to her uh, with with the paternity and maybe it was just going to be left up to Sharon to to tell the truth. I, I really would never have seen uh, Sage's death coming. Um, it was just so absolutely out of left field. Um, Beatrice left a voicemail and she says, I was hoping for a happy ending with Sage. We've already had enough sadness with Abby losing her baby, but it would be good if they send the ghost of Sage back to torment Sharon. Ooh, I like that. The one thing I did when I was looking around, um, I don't know why I don't get Soap Opera Digest or CBS Soaps In-Depth subscriptions because I feel like that would 
give me more information on contract status, but um, the research that I did, no, nobody said there was any, like her, nobody said Kelly Sullivan's contract was up. So I, I don't see how we're going to get around the fact that she's dead. I think she's dead. If anybody's holding out hope that this is a dream, um, I really don't think so, but we may very well be able to get some some additional uh, sage moments with a haunting. I love that idea, Beatrice, because I think that th th it just keeps ringing in, in my ears. Sage saying to Sharon, promise me you'll tell Nick. And I think that that's what Sharon is going to keep hearing. That's going to be uh, the, the heart beating underneath the floorboards, the telltale heart for Sharon over the course of the next week, two, maybe longer. I don't know. Um, but if we added sort of a haunting to the mix, I think that would be very interesting. By the way, are we going to see a funeral next week? Is that, I, I would imagine, I'm kind of guessing that that's going to be a whole lot of drama. And another reason that Sharon is not going to say anything right away. There's going to be a funeral. They're going to have to tell little Faith. How is Faith going to feel about all of this? Who cares how the YNR chatters feel? We need to know if Faith is going to be okay. It's all about Faith. <laughs> she is going to steal this whole thing. She's going to make it all about her. <laughs> Uh, but I'm imagining there's going to be a funeral and Sharon is going to, there's going to be so many shots of Sharon's face at this funeral, uh, just feeling horrible. There's going to be so many things people are saying that are, that's just going to rock us. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. Cause we saw from the previews too of next week's show that Adam finds out, Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be good. Um, Lindy left me a voicemail saying, it's taken me so long to appreciate Sage. She always seems like such a negative and dark figure. And just within the past couple of days, I've been beginning to like her. I really think that's the consensus with a lot of people. Um, I, I just got Sage really quickly. She was just someone I felt like I could connect with. Um, I liked the actress right away, so it, it, I, it didn't take me long to adapt to her. But I remember in the beginning that a lot of people really didn't like her. Um, and it, I think just going through this journey with her um, and combined with the power of the actress, I think a lot of people were have really been finding themselves liking her a lot. And from what I can tell, the fan outrage is not just <laughs> limited to YNR chatters. I think people all over the place, you know, all Young and the Restless fans are, are really upset by this. I haven't really heard anybody say very much that, they, that they're kind of glad it happened or maybe that's um, a good uh, context to put for the poll. So if you uh, think that YNR made the right move in killing off Sage this week, maybe you can leave your comment at yrchat.com and let me know why. And, you know, let's all be open to that, too, because, you know, if it's a good story, if it's a compelling story, then I think it's a valid story. So I'm, I'm open to hearing from some people who think this was a good move on YNR's part, too. Um, Lauren R. at yrchat.com says, cannot believe it. So bummed. Sage hasn't been my favorite character, but I liked the, her relationship with Sharon and liked them working together on the Nurse Stevens Dr. Anderson stuff. I was really starting to root for her and looking forward to seeing her get Christian back. I wonder if this will just drift off and years from now they will bring it back up when Sully has some medical emergency and needs someone he's biologically related.
committed to for something. I really don't want them to drag this out. I got so happy when it all came so quickly. YNR really got me this time. Yes, Lauren. I, I as the week started out and Sharon figured it out, Sage figured it out, I, I was I couldn't believe it. I thought, I can't believe the baby thing. The baby switch is getting revealed this week. I never would have dreamed in a million years that <laughs> Sage's death would also have followed. But I kind of, I'm in the camp thinking they're not going to drag it out that long. I really, I uh, I saw this um, when I was looking up information on Kelly Sullivan and her contract. I did see something where Josh Morrow commented that the truth is going to come out. Of course, the truth did kind of come out this week. So that's that could be, be applicable to everything that happened this week. Um, maybe the, it's, it's either going to be one of two things. I think either it's going to happen now in May for the rest of May sweeps, or they're going to drag it out to November for November sweeps. Because really the reveal that we're waiting, you know, it's this is a thing. It is not just the reveal for Nick. I, and I guess this is why this is an incredible story, which could have been accomplished with Sage still alive. It's But it's Nick finding out about the paternity, but then it's Adam finding out about the paternity. Um, and they didn't need Sage dead to accomplish that. I think, um, yeah, they could have let the reveal be Nick now and Adam in November if they needed to. I, you know, even, I, I don't know, I don't see how the heck we're going to get to Adam being the baby's father because none of the other X factors um, that reveal the secret to Nick really apply to Adam. Maybe it does have to be, it has to be some, maybe some other DNA test or something. Something has to happen to lead us to Adam at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know. It never made sense to me as to why Adam didn't just claim his child in the first place. Why wouldn't Adam just have claimed that he was the father in the first place? <sighs> it still gets me. Sandra at YRChat.com says, why did they kill off Sage? I'm so disturbed by this. There were so many great storylines that could have come out of Sage and Sharon's mutual relationship re realization, excuse me, that Sully is Christian. The agony of having to tell J Dylan, the joy of telling Nick, and then the mystery revealed that Adam is Christian's father. I could see Chelsea getting jealous somehow that and bringing that information to light. I just don't know. Yeah. Sandra, you're right. You're right. I mean, the more I think about it, the more Sage's death really wasn't important to the story because and not only within this little nugget of story, I think Sage could have been uh, someone that could have helped us tell really good stories for years and years to come. It is quite sad. Um, Gary left a voicemail that really zoned in on Nick and his goodbye with Sage. So I kind of wanted to save talking about that till here because, um, you know, Gary said that he felt it was such an identifiable moment, uh, Nick's reaction to, to being with Sage, that feeling of, I should have protected you. And Gary says his words really rang true. And I agree. Um, I died a little bit inside the moment he pulled back the sheet to reveal her face and he just broke up, completely broke up. And, and, and as far as 
his processing goes, he said to Nick, or he said to Paul, I think later, I, I, I just had coffee with her early today, earlier today. And yes, that rings true too. Being with someone and then losing them in such a fast, tragic, unexpected way, uh, you would go through that process of, wait a minute, she was just here a second ago. But I think that's why he had to go in and pull down the sheet. They had the body prepared for him and put on and called him to the hospital to break the news. Oh, it was just, that was so, so hard. Josh Morrow has been, he's been another that has really stepped it up and just really been good. But I, I really liked Gary's point about his feelings of, you know, why didn't, why couldn't I have done something uh, more to protect you? I think that is a very natural uh, feeling. Gary also made a point um a little bit earlier, I think before Sage had even died, uh, but he left a voicemail saying, imagine if Sharon had gotten in that, gotten in the crash and something had happened to Christian. This would have been another Jill and Kay feud to last through the ages. I love that point because I could not freaking believe Sharon was flying down the road with that kid in the back of her car. It could have just have easily been a car accident that Sharon got into. Something unfortunate happens to the baby you know why in our loves to kill babies this could have been baby killing sweeps week and Sage would have never forgiven her for it Sharon would never have forgiven herself for it oh that would have been a mess but I love that you connected it into to Jill and Kay uh and and that, that would have been perfect that was very uh very good point Consuela at yrchat.com says I guess I'll never get my happy ending with Adam and Sage being together sigh and I really can't wait to see what Adam's reaction is going to be. Um, yes, Consuela, because that's another piece that it feels like got interrupted. What about Sage and Adam's relationship? It felt like YNR was building toward that. I mean, we saw Chelsea's jealousy. Uh, I was sure. I, I was just sure that they were going to end up together. In fact, earlier, I think I had watched maybe Monday or Tuesday's episode right before bed, and I was thinking about it uh, and, and imagining that Nick and Chelsea would end up getting together if uh, Adam and Sage got together. And it, it's just such an interrupted storyline. It really, really is. Um, and I, I don't know what Adam's reaction is going to be. Um, I'm sure he's going to be mourning the loss of his friend. He's obviously felt so much more connected to her, to Sage, within, um, you know, since the loss of their child. And I, I don't know. I don't, I just, it, it makes no sense to me as to why he would not have, why would he make the paternity be Nick's? Ugh, ugh, I can't even, I can't, I cannot just dwell on that forever. Sharita, uh, oh no, wait, no, let me do Adam. Adam left a good comment at yrchat.com saying, now we just have to wait if Sharon will ever tell the truth, which is highly unlikely. Therefore, I think someone else will find out the truth about Christian, and Sharon's going to be in big trouble. Also, props to Kelly Sullivan, who played the character of Sage. I had a great time watching her storylines. I think she nailed it from start to finish. Amen, Adam. Love Kelly Sullivan, and um, yeah, I don't think Sharon's going to tell the truth either. I think somebody else is going to bust her out. Sharita at YRChat.com says, I want to believe Sharon will do the right thing and tell Nick and Dylan that Sully is Christian. I don't think she will. I think that's another good question. Why don't you guys tell me? I feel like um, maybe... 
yeah, I, maybe toward the end of the week, I could see why and are busting it out. But I don't think Sharon's going to be the one. Do you guys think that Sharon will tell the truth on her own or is she going to get busted? Uh, Daisy, uh, well, actually, no, I keep skipping. Shoot, there's so many of these. How about Justin? Uh, because Justin makes the point uh, in a voicemail that I'm just glad the baby switch storyline is over. They are just too emotionally draining to watch. Yeah, I know. I guess that's kind of the thing. At least that part of it is over. But in a way, it's not. You know, it still feels like like the truth isn't out there. Sage never really got, uh, she never really got a proper reunion with her baby. It is so dark. Uh, and Daisy on Facebook says, YNR is becoming a very depressing show. Usually... With a sad storyline, there is some type of resolve. And even if some fans don't like the resolve, at least the resolve happened. But uh, the shows these days with the new writers don't have that. There's so much that went into Sage losing her child. So much pain. So much anguish. Both for she and Nick. Then, of course, Adam as well. But Sage doesn't get to raise her son. She doesn't even get to see Nick get him back. So there's no chance that Sage will be with her son. And I just don't think it was necessary. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Um, Katie on Facebook says, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm worried. Why, NR, why did you kill off Sage? Why did you let her die before the truth came out? The only way this will turn out right is if Sharon does the right thing and tells Nick. But you know she won't, because that's what YNR likes to do. Make Sharon look crazy when she's backed into a corner. Damn, if I could... Put one one little clip of a quote for the week. That is exactly how I feel, Katie. That is what YNR likes to do. Make Sharon look crazy when she's backed in a corner. And that's all they did. That is all they did. I know. I feel angry. I feel angrier about the Sharon thing than I do about the Sage thing. Um, G although Gina makes a good point here about Sage, um, that, that all of this, or about Sage's point in arguing against Sharon, that all of this could have been avoided if Sharon would have told the truth about the miscarriage to Dylan. Um, and, and that is very true. Sharon is not, she isn't innocent. She isn't entirely a victim. Um, Sharon lied to Dylan. If he would have known the truth about the miscarriage in the first place, she could have saved some of this pain. And, and Gina says, Sharon gets into this mess because she doesn't own up to her actions. That's been the story of her whole life. And by the way, if Adam would have owned up, it would have been different too. Yeah, I mean, it all is just like one big spiral of craziness. And now we're all left here to pick up the, the pieces of the mess. Well, I still like YNR. I, I get mad at ya, YNR, but I do still like ya. I think that there are a lot of positives about the week. Um, and for all we know, Kelly Sullivan wanted to leave the show. It's certainly possible that she wanted to go on and do other things. I think it's always my first reaction that YNR fired somebody or that they made the decision to cut the actor or actress. But it, it is completely possible that she wanted to go off and work on other projects. And if so, more power to her. I think that it's, I don't know, I don't know why anybody would want to leave a soap. I would think having a good steady acting job would be a, a, a dream uh, and not, not only that but um, 
YNR, I think, would be a really good place to be involved. I mean, if I was cast on, like, Days of Our Lives, I might ask them to kill my character. <laughs> but if I was cast on The Young and the Restless, I think I'd want to stay forever. So it's just inconceivable to me that anybody would want to leave the show <laughs> on their own volition. But uh, but maybe she did. Maybe uh, maybe it was completely mutual. Uh, or maybe there's something more that we, we don't know. Um, either way, I still think that it was a compelling week. It got everybody talking. Um, the acting was high caliber, the writing, the set pieces. Um, I, 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 do, I definitely do give a thumbs up to YNR. Um, I can nitpick uh, about the direction of the storytelling and it's very valid. Um, but I, I just, I still like the show. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, so I'm going to try to be positive and, uh, and pick it up and see where we are next week. It could be an entirely different place. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, well, I know you're going to sound off for me. I don't even have to tell you, but I will tell you where you can sound off. You can go to yrchat.com. I love that you guys are leaving blog comments and not only chatting about the Sunday chat, but chatting about the upcoming uh, Monday through Friday show. You can also find the Facebook and YouTube links there, the podcast links, um, all that good stuff. The, The voicemail number is 309-588-4569. So pick your poison, whichever way you want to sound off. You go right ahead and you sound off because there's feelings out there. We have feelings about this and we need to get them out there. And I'm glad that we have a place to get them out there. That's why I do YNR Chat because the show brings up all kinds of emotions and things I want to say. And I'm just so grateful to have a place to say them. And I want you guys to have that too. So please don't be shy. Uh, and please stick with the show, <laughs> even if you're feeling disgruntled right now. Um, it's it's just the circle of soaps. Actors come, actors go, uh, and there are storylines we like, storylines we don't. But I hope you guys <laughs> stick with it and aren't aren't too terribly disappointed. Because uh, I'm gonna stick with it. I'll be here next week, and uh, we'll chat again about wherever it is on earth we are. <laughs> okay, you guys, I love you, and I'll see you then. Bye!